1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Yep, week six in the books, and we're going to be talking about high school football here in just a moment, but this is KCIM Sports Rewind, brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. If you're an athlete, any age, doesn't matter. You want more power, more strength, you can benefit from this eight-week workout program, and they will work you out, that's for sure. 794-5241, so you can be your best in-season, preseason, or even off-season, for that matter. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, about what's going on this week, some news and notes around the area. First of all, uh, the one one that shocked me a little bit, there's a high school team out there that said, enough, we're done with high school football for this year. Yeah, Shenandoah, don't know what their numbers were like to start the season, but it sounds like enough injuries that uh, um, they don't feel they can continue, uh, and they're done. They're calling it quits for the rest of this season. So you hate to see those type of things. Um, might not be the only one that we see in the future, that's for sure. I, I don't think that, yeah, you're. I think you're right. That's not, I mean, not the only one. But Jeff Honnold, when you look at teams around this area, I mean, like in our Weaver or something like that, these are very are just some low numbers on those teams. Uh, they're still out there playing, I guess, and giving it their all. So you, you hate to see this happening, but I think you understand it, right? Yeah, and if I remember right, they had uh, they had some coaching controversies here about two or three years ago that might be driving their numbers down as well. But um, it's scary. I mean, it sounds like they were going to be playing basically freshmen and sophomores uh, on the varsity level, and they were having trouble even making enough for JV games. So you understand trying to save kids, but uh, um, you know it's sad. You, you just you, you want to give those give those kids a chance to compete. Yeah, numbers are something that's a concern for almost all the teams out there. Yeah, it it is, and it's getting to be more of a concern, especially, I would say, probably for schools in that, you know, maybe maybe up to 1A, but certainly probably the A in the class, uh, Mm 8-man, you know, uh, size schools are... are, There's getting to be such a disparity between the bigger 8-man schools and the smaller 8-man schools. It's, Mm -hmm. It's really... Drastic. It is, uh, and there was some surprise. I think a little bit, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when they when they created the class five A size, you know, to split up the the larger schools. There was a lot of people talking about them going to maybe two classes and eight man. I don't think they're going to do that now because then you'd have like. 15 different class sizes i'm exaggerating there but you know it it, i don't think they'll create another one but you you know you'll look at it the larger schools like the don boscos which are traditional powers you know they'll get 40 kids out you know and then you get our weaver that's you know 14 kids uh, Mm -hmm. you know type of a deal and and it's it's hard for the arwevas of the world to consistently compete when they're you know when they've got 20 some to 30 some less kids you know, I can understand, okay, you if geographically speaking, you've got to keep them all during the regular season, but why not for a playoff, hey, include everybody and just let the smaller schools play the smaller schools and eight men and the bigger schools of a certain enrollment play them play in their own playoff. Yeah, that'd certainly be a thought. I don't know if that's anything that uh, anybody has ever thrown out to the association, you know, as a, as a possibility. Um, I, I guess there'd probably have to be, you know, some thought that goes into that on on how small it's is mm-hmm. small and 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 where the cutoff is at, and 
you know, I, I guess the question is, is you know, are we just a couple of years ago was it was a top five team, and and do you all of a sudden take them out of the, you know, the regular playoffs, you know, and stuff to make them play against the the smaller schools when they're that good? I, those would be the things you'd have to look at. Yeah, they've looked at that from every other class. They have, I, I yeah. imagine. So I did read an article recently. In fact, it was just this morning about the declining numbers of kids playing eleven man football, uh, and they're declining. But other Types of football are really taken off. Uh, the six, seven, eight man for yep. a lot of folks. Uh, the seven on sevens are starting to become like the AAU yep. uh, for basketball. The seven on sevens is kind of becoming that way for football. And Cam Newton is a big backer of a seven on seven kind of league out there and things like that. So there's a lot of different things. I think they're going to be changing football over the next few years. Yeah, and and I think part of the numbers is too is as you had all the discussions on cut, cut concussions, you know, a decade ago or whenever that was, and you've seen a lot more parents, you know, that uh, don't want their kids participating, and the kids are going mm-hmm. on to participate in other sports. So there's there's a lot of different factors. I think our area of the state now we're just getting smaller. Our schools are getting smaller. So the 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 the, the smaller number of kids you have in yeah. the school, the less number of kids you have to participate in athletics. That's true. There's just the, the number of kids to draw for a sport from any sport. Yes, for that matter, is yeah. declining. So, all right, wait, let's talk about week six of high school football. The number that jumps out of me as a two and seven. For our local schools, and the two wins came from two teams that played two other teams in our area. So that's kind of a weird anomaly. Yeah, we were guaranteed two wins uh, and guaranteed two losses. Uh, Jeff, really surprised to see the other area teams uh, go 0-5 uh, this past Friday night. Yeah, I got done with that. Kemper game was able to listen to the Carroll High game, and uh, you know, it sounded like they had they really had the game wrapped up. Uh, you know, at the one, two-yard line, you, you really think with uh, three downs that you'd be able to push that one in. And just an unfortunate fumble. But um, you just can't have the turnovers. And I think that's what's killing our area teams right now is penalties and turnovers. I mean, those those two things will will cost you ball games. And uh, I know on the Carroll High side of it, that really hurt. And, uh, and it sounds like on the other games, it probably did as well. well. Let's talk about the Carroll High game first before we get to the Kemper game here. Uh, tough one. At Helan, I mean, nine to six, the final, I believe that was, and yep. trying to ruin Helan's homecoming. And I know Carroll really wanted this one. Yeah, gave up a, a touchdown on a fourth down, and I think fifteen, if I remember my conversation with Coach Rowetter correctly, um, had some calls that uh, sounded like they they didn't go Carroll's way as as the game went on. I know they were pretty frustrated about that, but like Jeff said, you know they battled back uh, down nine to nothing, cut it to nine to six, and, and gave themselves an opportunity so I think that's something for them to be able to build off of even though it's a loss uh, the tough thing for them now is is that things aren't going to get any easier in the district with us who's center uh, beating Boyden Hall Rock Valley Boyden Hall Rock Valley Carroll's win in the district looks like you know maybe the bottom team right now uh, in a pretty balanced district uh, and this, so that means they've got some games uh, especially coming up this week with MOC Floyd Valley having gone into Sergeant Bluff Luton and winning in overtime. Uh, it overtime it starts this week for them uh, can't really if they want to get a district title probably can't afford another district loss. Yeah, there's, there's three games remaining for Carroll High. They yep. will play the nine game schedule. Um, but as you look at that, I, I, Carroll's sitting just outside the top ten this week at number eleven. Yep. Helan was ranked where? Helan was not, was ranked. not ranked. Yeah, they've they've got just two wins on the year, and both of oh. them are district. They were zero and four going into the district season. 
So Any, anybody else from the district ranked? MOC Floyd Valley was until they got beaten by Helan uh, in the first week of the district season, and they're sitting at about number 14 or number 15. So you got the two teams in that district sitting just outside uh, of the top. Uh, the rest of them. But Boynton, then you've got Helan competing for the district championship. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right now in first place yeah. in the district uh, and stuff. And, and you wonder how they're going to be able to finish things out. But yeah, I mean, uh, Carroll still has MOC this weekend. They still have Sergeant Buff Luton coming up, and they still have Sioux Center coming up. So, uh, you know, three games they're going to have to be focused on to be able to go out and get wins. Here comes the gauntlet of yep. part of your schedule for the Carroll Tigers. So, coming off that loss, they've got to figure some things out, try to get back on the same page, and pick up a win this Friday. Uh, Jeff, you were down with Kemper, of course. Uh, talk about that ball game, how it went. It was Kemper ESAC. Kemper's homecoming. They come in ranked fifth, or they are now fifth yep. in the state as, the, as far as the Kemper Knights rankings go. But talk a little bit about that ball game. First of all, I had to suffer with hall cap all night. I mean, that was like brutal. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, very talented. I was I was really kind of anxious to see this Kemper team. Uh, very balanced. Uh, they can run and throw. Um, very fast. Uh, I, I, I'm impressed by this team. It'll, it'll be interesting now as they start getting into um, a little better competition, um, kind of sizing them up. But boy, they they look good and and uh, in all facets of it right now. They they are a very talented group. And, and by the way, Tom Hawcap said the same thing about you, so I'm going to say it. He actually did in a text message earlier that day. <laughs> but talk about what you saw as far as, uh, you know, what, 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 was, what went well? What did Kemper execute well and what they, what they didn't execute well? Everything they wanted to. Uh, they, were, they were just in total command. Uh, they ran the ball. They threw the ball deep. Uh, they were pretty much able to, to do anything they wanted to on ESAC. And, and ESAC, let's, let's, let's remember, they're young, they're growing, they're still trying to figure out uh, as a young team their identity, and they, they've gone through the gauntlet. They, they finally get a look at the end of the schedule here and start seeing some teams that they match up with a little better. But uh, defensively, they just, they just stifled uh, ESAC County all night long. ESAC really couldn't get anything going. And uh, offensively, uh, you know, throwing the Vanami, throwing the bombs, uh, both are running backs, Vanami and, and Steven all are running up and down the field. And uh, really, whatever they wanted to do, uh, they were able to do it. And, and that's a pretty good sign of a good team, whether you're playing whatever competition. If you're, if you're still executing at a high level, um, you know, you kind of pass the eye test. And they sure did. They, they looked really good. I tell you, Ryan Steinkamp, uh, well, Kemper moved down to 1A. Yep. But he's done a terrific job with this program. Talk a little bit about what he's done. Yeah. You know, last year, uh, you look at the injuries that they had, and, and that hurt last year's team. But uh, this year, uh, as Jeff said, so many athletes, uh, they can come at you with so many different kids. Uh, they're, this is a special team, probably one of the better teams they've had maybe in the last eight to ten years. Uh, but, uh, you know, defensively, they're really good. The, the, the offense has, has grown as the season's gone on and now seems to be, you know, clicking. Uh, they will be tested, as Jeff said. It'll be interesting to see Trainer uh, got thumped by Underwood, fifty-four uh, nothing on Friday night. Uh, they head down to Trainer this week. Uh, did find out from Doug Waniger, um, who does color commentating for us on the Kemper games, and and uh, Doug informed me yesterday that uh, Trainer lost their quarterback uh, mid to late last week, so they only had kind of a like a day or so to kind of get mm-hmm. something put together for a game plan. So not to say that they would have beaten Underwood, but that. That score might have been a little different. Um, sounds like now they're going to have a whole week to kind of, you know, kind of figure out a new system. Their quarterback kind of was the guy uh, on their team prior to the injury. So.
So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think Kemper has to go down there as heavy favorites, but certainly can't look past a trainer. Um, the Cardinals traditionally a strong team. And then you've got the That's matchup. That's never an easy road trip. No, it's it never not. Is. And then I get to go, I get to cover them here in week eight uh, when they host Underwood and looking forward to that. That should be a really good game. Yeah, that will be for the district. Yes. And so that's, uh, once again, looking like an outstanding ball game. Uh, but ESAC, once again, just kind of continues to, to struggle against very good teams. Yeah, they do. And the good thing for them, you heard Jeff say that their schedule changes a little bit. Uh, you know, they're still not out of the playoffs, even though they're 0-6 on the year. Um, they take four teams out of those, you know, 1A districts. Uh, they've got a chance with Maple Valley, Anthony, Charter, Acute, and West Monona, both of the last two teams on their schedule. They win both of those. They're in as the four seed. Um, right now, Maple Valley, Anthony, Charter, Acute holds that distinction by beating West Monona. Um, so they've got the one win this year, and that's in the district. So, uh, you know, like I said, if ESAC can find a way to win out, uh, they get into the playoffs this year. So they still got a lot to play for. Yeah, that's that's kind of a wild stat to think about when you look at that. Uh, you were down with the uh, Audubon Coon Rapids Baird game last uh, Friday night. Big injury early, really hurting Coon Rapids Baird, and Audubon kind of wound up running away with that one. Yeah, um, Lance Clayberg, uh, who is really what Coon kind of runs everything through and, and is their star on the defensive side of the ball as well, um, injured um, on the opening kickoff. Um, the latest I had heard that nothing broken, nothing tore, any of those kind of things, but uh, um, we'll wait and see on the timetable for his return. So good news, hopefully, for Lance just a tremendous young guy, but uh, you know their defense came out, played well. They pinned Audubon back at the two-yard line on the opening kick, and then uh, Audubon fumbled in their own end zone, and Coonrick uh, Audubon recovered it for a safety. But um, Aaron Olson got going. They, uh, Coon just could not stop the, the run game, whether it be up the middle or, or getting Olson to the outside. He had five rushing touchdowns and, and nearly 200 yards of rushing in the first half. Um, you know they kind of blew the game open. They had a play right at the end of the first quarter that. You know, um, I'll describe. There's about 20 seconds left in the quarter, and, and Audubon heads over to the sidelines. Um, I, I, most people thought quarter was over. Kuhn goes to their sidelines. Audubon stands on the sidelines till about 10 seconds left in the quarter, sprints out onto the field, gets lined up, and before Kuhn can figure out what's going on, they snap it, <laughs> and Aaron Olson takes it 43 yards for a touchdown, uh, and that blew the game open. Uh, and then they, they scored again right at the end of the first half and then scored to start the third quarter, which kind of opened up a pretty sizable lead. Uh, Jeff Honnold, that sounds like one of the little backyard sandlot plays that we maybe designed when we were kids, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how Coach Moore probably took that one, but uh, yeah, those those are uh, those are interesting. I, you see those trick plays once in a while, and uh, um, yeah, it, part of me says pretty cool. The other part of me says really, that's what you're doing. But it, it is. It's it's uh, you know, you do what you do and you need to win. Yeah, they did. They did, and they kept themselves in the hunt for a district title. Uh, you know, Audubon sitting right now three and four overall, but just the one district loss, and they close out with West Harrison uh, coming up this week, and, and they've got a chance to win that one. It's going to be on the road. West Harrison comes in ranked number seven, but if they can go up there and get a win, all of a sudden that district kind of gets thrown into a, you know, a, a who's going to win it, uh, you know, because uh, you, you pretty much will know on Coon's future um, coming up on Friday night. They take on Caminita. Uh, a loss probably knocks them completely out of the playoff hunters. They only take three teams out of the district, so that would put Coon, or excuse me, Cam, um, Audubon, and West Harrison probably in that district 
you know, hunt for the three spots in the playoffs. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where this this weekend's going to tell us a lot. But Audubon, the way they looked, mm-hmm. they've got they've got a chance to still maybe be in that district hunt. I tell you that the two wins were Kemper against East Sac and Audubon at Coon Rapids. Outside of that, no success for our area teams. And let's talk about IK and Manning. They came the closest uh, as they took on Logan Magnolia on Friday night. IK and Manning, you said it before we even went off air, Jeff, on air, Jeff, and they said uh, they're going to give everybody a game. They do. Uh, rarely um, do they get beat bad. Uh, not that it doesn't happen, but rarely does this team ever seem to get you know, handled by anybody. They just go out and compete, and, and they jumped out to a quick lead uh, uh, early against Loma on Friday night, got up a 12 to nothing in that game, and then Loma got their run game going and, and kind of took control of the game and kind of sounded like it dominated until the, the last part of that game when when I came in. He scored on a special teams play. But, uh, you know, they're going to go out and going to compete hard. Um, I know their their shot at the playoffs fell uh, with that loss to Loma, so they're, they're out. But uh, they still got some things to play for. They've got some winnable games coming up, starting with a home game against Lawton Bronson coming up this weekend. So uh, we'll see how they look to bounce back. All right, three other losses, uh, South Central Calhoun, Arweva, and Glidden-Ralston. Uh, most noticeable to me was the loss for South Central Calhoun. Yeah, and, and Jeff, I, I think you comment on this one too. I never thought that I would see uh, this game go like this. And not that I didn't think South Hamilton could potentially win the game, but uh, not 62-8. to eight. Uh, That's... Uh, I, I know Coach Case and that staff up there and those kids probably took that one to heart. But South Hamilton, in a way, I think they had never beaten Southern Cal or South Central Calhoun. Uh, mm. and, and I think they took out 30 years of, of frustrations, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe all all in one game. Yeah, I, I'm shocked. Um, you know, looking at this team week one, I, I thought it was a really good team. Even talking with Coach Case, he, you know, off to the side, he he thought this was this had a potential to be a very special team, and they just haven't been able to put things together. Uh, they got a big offensive line, um, they've got a outstanding quarterback, really good receivers, um, and, and and quick running backs. So I really thought they had the package to be able to do it, and to uh, to get beat the way they've been getting beat, uh, and they got a tremendous defense. I mean, defensive, especially in that backside, has been wonderful. But boy, they're when they get beat, they're getting beat big, and I, I just I I'm shocked at that. Struggle. Yeah, final score was 68, 62 to eight. Yeah, you know, yeah, I kind of harken back to a little bit of the days where Carroll High struggled with Harlan all the time, then finally wound up beating him, and and they never beat them like that. Right, but it, it was it was monumental. Kind of when Carroll first beat Harlan in football. Yeah, this is kind of that same issue with South Central Calhoun. Yeah, um, so you wonder how the Titans will bounce back. They've got a big one coming up. I still think they're in the playoffs. At worst, I think they would go in as probably the three seed out of their district, and this this coming Friday is probably going to determine that. Uh, they've got Woodward Granger coming to town. We'll have that game on kick 106.7. I know when I talked with Coach Case before the season, he really felt like Woodward Granger, South Hamilton, and the Titans, of course, would be the top three teams in the district. He thought maybe it would be them. Woodward Granger is the top 
top two. Uh, but uh, South Hamilton has really come on this year and maybe ex- you know exceeded expectations mm-hmm. just a little bit. But uh, you know they've got a chance to bounce back and 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 kind of solidify themselves as the number two seed in that district. But uh, going to have to play a complete game. I think that's part of the issue. You talked, you know, Jeff talked about how much talent they they had and and have uh, and what we saw from them in week one in that game against ESAC. But um, I don't know if they've put a full full quarters together maybe since that game against ESAC to open up the season. Our Weaver Falls to Booyer Valley, 54-7. to And how about this one? Uh, Honnold, I'm going to throw this one to you. Kingsley, Pearson, Glidden, Ralston, 70-28. to The over-under, 98. Would you have taken the over or the under in that game? <laughs> oh, way under. Way <laughs> under. Way under. Uh, 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 that, that one surprised me. Uh, but, uh, you know, Glidden, Ralston, they're coming. It's one of those deals where they're still learning a new system. They're, they're going to become a running team again rather than a passing team, but uh, Kingsley Pearson's been good all year long, and and uh, boy, they get on a roll. They're they're tough to beat. Yeah, it's it's not uncommon where maybe a, an eight man game will get in the hundreds. Yeah, but yeah, ninety eight was the the total points. I think they probably took what eight nine hours to play that game. Yeah, it, it, it was, actually it went fairly quick. Uh, their is. game was over before the game I was doing down in Audubon. Wow. By a, yeah, I will just say this: the game down in Audubon, the only game that was still going, I was in the third quarter and everybody else was done except for the Carroll High game and the game between Coon and Audubon. But uh, yeah, they were in continuous clock early in that game and that mm-hmm. kind of sped things up. But you know, Jeff mentioned Kingsley Pearson being good. Their four losses uh, were, were to all the ranked teams to start the year uh, and. They played them well, so you knew they were a solid team. Glidden probably falls out of the playoff, uh, you know, race with that loss, and and we'll see with Arweva. Um, people may not realize they had an early injury in that game uh, to one of their key players, and don't want to mention names or anything, but uh, injured in that game, and we'll see the mm-hmm. diagnosis on that injury. But uh, that completely changed things for a team that we already kind of mentioned, uh, very low on numbers uh, and, and yeah. not a very big team. So you said fourteen, and when you lose a major component, a major player on your team. Yeah. Awfully tough to come back from for yep. Weaver. So we got to talk about volleyball too. We talked about football. There's only two weeks left of the regular season for most of our teams out there. Carol's got three. Yep. But uh, so we're talking football playoffs before two. Oh, I said the P word. Honold. <laughs> 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 so we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about volleyball and how we're getting close to that second season for them coming. Up. Uh, do, do you think that that? And I always forget the coach from New Orleans and Indianapolis that said that the playoffs thing. You think that he's gonna that when he did it, he realized that that would be used forever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. But uh, Jim, uh, what was the guy's name? Honald. Uh, Jim Mora. Jim Mora. There, there we go. go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, it's being played all over the country. So we'll talk a little volleyball and more coming up on Rewind. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind, and okay, should we do it? Play the the post. Sure. No. Well, you have it. You might as well. <laughs> <laughs> either either use it or you lose it, right? Yeah. All right. Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? Oh. You kidding me? Playoffs? 
I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, there's a very light Jim Morris. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, what we're going to do is we're going to... Honald, since uh, since you're down there in Coon Rapids, we're going to play this one just for you. How about this one? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. There you go. So <laughs> the infamous quote from Jim Mora that will live forever. Kind of sounds like Blankman. <laughs> I don't do as good a playoffs as you do. I don't. I don't have the. I can't get my voice that high. I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I actually watched that press conference. That was funny. Yeah, that yeah. that was hilarious. And uh, that one and the one the other one that uh, I Denny was thinking, Green. Denny Green. Denny Green. They yeah. are who we thought they were. You yeah, know, and all that stuff. So. And the other one was uh, Mike Gundy down at Oklahoma State. I'm an adult. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. I, that that one I I don't yeah. think I've seen more. I come in a couple times. Other ones are all over the place. Yep. We digress. Got to talk about a little volleyball action. What's going on in the world of volleyball these days? Uh, we'll start uh, with the weekend. Um, good job for the Carroll girls. Went over to the tournament at uh, Greene County over in Jefferson on Saturday and finished up a two and two on the day. So uh, good to see them. Maybe you know get some wins here and and maybe kind of gain a little confidence. I think having Thursday night off uh, kind of helped them where they were able to get a little rest and kind of refocus the mind mm-hmm. a little bit. It's been a really tough stretch for them as far as every. Tuesday, every Thursday, every Saturday for pretty much an entire month, uh, you know, they were playing. So I think mentally and, and physically they wore down a little bit. Yeah, Jeff Honnold, you called that one. Uh, you said they were just uh, being worn out right now. Yeah, I just remember that stretch when, when we were back coaching. And it, it wears the coaches out. You know, you're tired. You're, it's every Saturday. You know, you're up early and you're, things are going on. And it, it just it, it, it's just a grind. And um, anxious to see them tonight. You know, they they got a little break, got a little confidence uh, going tonight's game, conference game, see if they can't get a win here on their pink out night. Yeah, they host Carlisle this evening, and we'll have that matchup for everybody. Nick Brink's going to be in town, and he'll he'll have that call on Kick 106.7 tonight. All right, let's talk about other things about happenings over the weekend and over the past week. Audubon also two and two over the weekend at the tournament over at Madrid. Um, one of those losses, a pretty competitive loss to a twenty-seven and three Ankeny Christian team. Uh, we've talked to Jeff and I both have about uh, you know this Audubon team when they get into the one A playoffs, uh, they've got a chance to, to to really make some noise, and and, and I think they're going to be able to do that. I get a chance to see them tonight uh, against AHST of Okawal, and I'll have that on KKRL for everybody. So. I like the way that team's playing. Icam Manning ends up going 0 and 5, but uh, tell you what, give them a shout out. They, uh, you know, they went down to Tri Center on Saturday, went 0 and 5, but picked up their second win of the season last night. Down 2-1 to Arweave, and Arweave had dominated the third set, uh, but they bounced back after falling down early in set four, rallied back, picked up the win in set four, and then uh, got the win in set five to get their second win of the year. So congratulations goes out to Michaela Cron and the Icam Manning girls last night. I know a tough one for Coach Shirky and those Arweva girls last night. I think after that third set when they went up 2-1 they really felt like they had that match and that would have been a big win for them as well. Yeah, as as big of a lift that as that was for IK Manning, it's how big, how depressing that was for Arweva. Yeah, absolutely. And then another team we've kind of mentioned a couple of times but haven't focused a lot on uh, Glidden Ralston. Um, playing really, really outstanding volleyball right now. Went over and beat South Hamilton and Madrid last night. Uh, 
um, or excuse me, and Ogden at Ogden at a triangular. They're playing really well. Eight straight wins for them now on the season. Um, you know, they've got a really good chance to win that conference. It's going to come down to their matchup uh, with Cam Anita that's probably going to determine uh, who the Rolling Valley Conference champion is. But, you know, Paige Clucky, Vanessa Kaler, Lauren Holzing all swinging well. Summer Toms, they kind of moved her to playing all the way around playing well. Addie Bell, an outstanding job setting this year. Uh, you've gotten really good play from Tyler Jansen and Ashlyn Tigas in the back row. So uh, they do a lot of things uh, very, very well. And then, uh, Jeff, we want to comment as well. Um, Kemper, um, we saw them struggle last Tuesday night, dropping the first two sets against Glenwood, came back to win the last three. And then on Thursday night, um, you know, they, they, they pick up a victory against Lewis Central to clinch um, the Hawkeye 10 Conference Championship, at least a share of it. They've just got the matchup with Harlan uh, as their only match coming up, uh, and that'll be next week left in the conference. So the worst they could do uh, would be a, a tie for the conference championship. But uh, what a big week to finish off going over that tournament Monday last week at Roland Story, then having to play Glenwood at home Tuesday and the Lewis Central at home on Thursday. And to get wins in all of those was pretty impressive. Yeah, and, you know, we were teasing them, saying they lost the first two just so they could 3-0 them. But, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> this is a team that, that uh, on paper, is very, very, very good. Um, and, and you've seen it in spurts. You know, we saw it in the last three games um, against against a very good Glenwood team. And then, you know, to come out and win like they did against Lewis Central uh, to, get a, to get a share of the Hawkeye 10, um, very impressive. And if it's, you wonder if that – if that three-set match there that they took from Glenwood was enough to turn the corner. Um, they really haven't played a complete game, uh, according to Coach, and it looks like maybe maybe that was the uh, that was the spark. Maybe that's what they needed right here at the end of the year to, to get going, and they have enough talent to be, on, to be at state. Uh, they're, they're very talented, and I wonder if that's the spark they needed. Yeah, Kemper, along with South Central Calhoun, probably as you look towards the playoffs, uh, look to be the strongest teams heading into the playoffs? I would say those two, and then I'd throw Glidden into that mix. But yeah, Kemper, South Central Calhoun certainly look like the teams that uh, probably potentially going to make the deepest run. Now the question will be... Are they going to meet up against each other? Are they going to have to meet up against each other, yeah. Is this going to be like a, a second-round matchup somewhere along the line? I would hope if it's anything, it's a regional final. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it could be think. a regional semifinal. South Central Calhoun, for some reason, just as not jumped into the rankings, uh, beat Newell Fonda, who is ranked in Class 1A. I know South Central larger than that, but uh, um, they haven't jumped into the rankings yet since early in the season, uh, which is odd in a way. Kemper's in the rankings, and South Central's 2-0 against them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wonder if the voters will notice South Central Calhoun here at some point. Yeah, that's that's an anomaly with all of the rankings and stuff yeah, out there. It is a team that has had that success against a ranked team is not ranked themselves. So, any other news and notes we got to get to before we uh, we close out here? I just want to mention that uh, went out to the Nebraska game on Saturday night. And, uh, congrats to to Blaze Gunnerson and, and the team. They got a, a nice win over Indiana. Thanks to the University of Nebraska, let me catch up with Blaze after the game um, and chatted with him for just a couple of minutes. Uh, you know, it was eleven thirty at night. And I think we were both ready to. You know, to get the night over. But I, the thing that was impressive for me was that they got the win uh, second game under Mickey Joseph. But Blaze told me they implemented in a whole new defense, having changed their defensive wow. coordinator. They did that on Monday and Tuesday of last week. <laughs> uh, and the defense went out and had their best performance of the season, holding a pretty explosive Indiana offense uh, under 300 yards of total offense. So a great job. Blaze played well. Got to see him on special teams. He got some reps as a defense. 
defensive end and, and did a really good job. Did get the wind knocked out of him, got a little bit nervous. He was back on uh, kick coverage one time and, and uh, was heading over to make the tackle on the guy and got blindsided right into the ribs late on the field for a little bit. And he said that for about 10, 15 seconds, he didn't know if he was going to be able to breathe again. <laughs> but uh, we all know it, it was, that yeah, it was good to, to get to see him come back in and get a play. I was going to mention one thing. I, I usually follow Iowa State, and, and I, we know Honnold's a Hawkeye guy, and you're a Husker guy. You're the only one that came out with a win this week. Honnold, what's going on here? Well, I made some money because I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just that, that offense. How would, you like to be, uh, how would you like to be at Wisconsin, though? The, the curse of Bielema you know, walks in there and, and cleans Wisconsin's clock, and they haven't been the same, but fire your coach. I mean, that – that's uh, not common, especially at Wisconsin. And uh, boy, what a what a change there! Now I was going to go into there with a with a uh, Illinois team that's rejuvenated. That's really not what Iowa needs. Yeah, that Big Ten West is. is I mean, look at it. Wisconsin's it's, not the big dog anymore. It's it's up for grabs, and I don't think right now. I thought Minnesota looked really good until, until. this weekend. <laughs> I I just don't know if there's anybody that I would call. Very good right now in the Big Ten West. I, I think it's kind of a, a weak division. By the way, I am going to give Honnold a hard time on this. I told you that Iowa would play Michigan better this weekend than they did in the Big Ten championship game. You and no Hawkeye fan I talked to would listen to me, and they did. Wow. Well, I don't your your definition of better is pretty slim there, Buckwheat. Well, but last year was like, wasn't it 40-something to like seven or something? It was over in the first quarter. 33 to 3, but okay. this wasn't much better. <laughs> yeah, it was slightly better. I, wa- I did watch the Iowa game on that one, but yeah, there were there were times, and I think somebody put it, that most of the yards that Iowa got was in the fourth quarter when the yeah. game was was decided by then. So, yeah. but uh, I know what is the what are the who the, Hawk, who the Hawks have this week? Illinois at Illinois. That's going to be a tough game for them. I know yeah. Iowa State's hosting Kansas State night game at Jack Trice. Farmageddon going on there, and Nebraska. Nebraska's uh, at Rutgers Friday night. Uh, um, we, we, could be hap- saying, we could be saying the same thing, Honold. That uh, Jeff comes out with the only win of the weekend. Yeah. Well, I, w- I would hope they get a win there, but yes, you're correct. We could be over there. I, yeah. And I will say this, still not happy college football playing on Friday nights. How do high school recruits, how do high school kids get to go to college football games when the colleges are playing on the same night that's designated for the high school games? Yeah, I agree. So keep it off Friday night. Let the yep. high schools take the focus there. That is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. You can catch a podcast available on the website, the mobile app, coming up here in just a few minutes.